Hello you guys, hope everybody's doing good. Um, thought it was a good day to do a podcast update. It is Wednesday and we are now in the last two weeks before London. Um, and I guess more specifically, we're probably down to um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's 11, 10, 11 days to go. Um, what that usually means for me is certainly a oh it's just started the rain certainly a reduction in training um but also there well i suppose it means a couple of things reduction in training um you'll also probably find what i start looking at is um the weather um course map thinking about logically putting a plan in place um not only that i can execute in the next 10 days which might be things like you know, race kit, um, you know, just, just making sure that I've done everything. I have my race drinks, I have my drinks bottles, tick ticking boxes that essentially means in the last few days before the race, there's just a lot less stress when it comes to, you know, scurrying around, trying to maybe pull things together because I forgot to do certain things like, oh my God, you know, I don't have my race shorts or how am I going to get those? Or, um, you know, like, oh, like I <clears throat> didn't sort out my race bottles or I didn't sort out my race drinks. And um, these are all things that you just don't need to deal with 24 to 48 hours before a race. And, you know, obviously this, this race in particular with me going into um, a, a bubble so to speak and a, and a race hotel where I'd imagine once we're we're inside then you know there's no leaving so there's going to be little things that need to be taken care of and make sure that they're all sorted with plenty of time before next week and then it's also a time to just I guess relax as much as you can and, and be as calm as possible and um, not allow any external stresses in your life um, you know impact mood or um, you know, if you have if you have people around you, friends, family that worry a lot and are you know pretty negative impact on your life, you know it's it's fine during training and and it's fine you know putting up with that in in most days of life. But you know when you're a short period away from you know a a race of sort of this much significance or this important or something you've worked you know this hard for, well then it's a really good time to you know, potentially just not be on your phone as much, um, maybe not to be calling up somebody that you know is is probably going to be worried for you, but but still worrying and still a negative conversation, etc, etc. Um, and that's fine. That's perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I guess update on me, you know, my last podcast, I had, I had talked a little bit about um, these are kind of tougher podcasts to do because I think we live in a, a society of we'll we'll show our we'll show our best hand, you know, and, and I guess I've never never quite been like that with a podcast and I, I've always been quite open to sharing, you know, the dark side too and, and the parts that aren't as great. And so, you know, I came off the half and I think I recovered fairly well, but there was still a few parts of my body that weren't quite um weren't quite fully recovered and um, one area being my calf which you know had upset me the day after the race when I sort of by the end of the run it, it felt like it was a little bit not great 
um, and then also my sort of both on both sides um, lateral quad into TFL um, you know both had it's an area that you know I have a history with it's it's actually the area that in 2016 I, I tore with like 10 days to go um, you know f- to London which is you know quite crazy Um. I guess like the mirror image of that's where we are now, like 10, 11 days to go. And um, so I, I'm actually taking, um, and I'm going to call it like kind of forced, but also precautionary. Um, so I'm taking two rest days. One was yesterday, one was today. Um, I finished the session on Monday, you know, and I just got, to, I was doing four times two mile. And the the way the session should have gone would have been gradually sort of getting a little bit faster each two mile and in the last in the in the third rep the third two mile rep I was able to push pretty good but I just wasn't totally confident with how the sort of lateral quad felt up into sort of hip flexor um, and so I decided in the last rep to <clears throat> excuse me I decided in the last rep to take it probably just a little bit easier and um, take the food off the gas a little bit rather than, you know, ideally the fourth rep would have been the quickest of the day. And the, the a good sign was that the fitness was really good and, um, you know, had I wanted to, I, I could have really pushed that last rep. And um, But unfortunately, the body physically, um, you know, was telling me not to. So um, I, I had a little think about it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm the, the work that I'm doing with the psychiatrist is very much, um, going to benefit and pay off at this point in time, because I've been here before I was super, super fit before London marathon in 2016. Although I hadn't raced to prove it, I was, I was very, very fit. I was in a great place. And the only, the only thing that we believed could alter a brilliant result at London was something physically going wrong, you know, an injury of some kind. Um, and then, you know, with 10 days to go, I, I tear my lateral quad. Um, and so that, that, if that doesn't play, the reason I'm going to um, link this back to the psychiatrist now was because I, I finished the session on Monday um, I wasn't totally confident with things physically. The calf was really good. The fitness was really good and, and that was great. But all of a sudden I had this new problem, you know, this lateral quad, this TFL. Um, and I, I just knew there and then the right thing to do was to essentially, I already had a plan in place to get me to London. And what I what I then had to do was, pretty much rip that plan up and create a new plan and the new plan had to take into account that the single highest priority should be to get the body physically right um now it's absolutely nothing to worry about um when you race a half marathon as as well as I did and and as fast as I did it's it's only natural that there's going to be complications. There's going to be little little parts of your body that you know maybe doesn't recover as quickly as the others, or got a little bit overworked, or you know maybe not only that, maybe maybe part of your body tightened up because I went and got physio yesterday, and um you know the physio was absolutely brilliant, and 
um, told me that it's probably right hip, right glute, and that's causing the sort of lateral quad to overwork a little bit. Um, so we, we sorted that, and um, I would imagine that's going to take some of the strain and some of the pressure off um, the lateral quad, and, and you'll probably find when I go run tomorrow, the feedback will be, you know, it was perfect. Um, now, I wasn't worried... Um, I wasn't worried about the lateral quad at all with regards to London because it's 10, 11 days away. You know, I probably could have tore it and it would still have been okay. Um, but, you know, touch wood, I, I didn't. Um, but if you rewind to 2016, um, I, I tore the lateral quad on a Tuesday morning. I had about 12 days before the London Marathon and what eventually caused me to struggle in London Marathon was an accumulation of stress, fatigue because of stress, and then not only fatigue and stress, but also my inability to rest and my inability to deviate from the, call it the original plan, essentially caused me to make a real fuck up, you could call it, of, you know, London Marathon 2016. Um, and so what I did was every day I, I went for a run. You know, I, I wanted to test the leg. I, I wanted to like what a when I look back now, I think what a dumb, dumb play. Like you you wanted to retest every day. Is my lateral quad still torn? Like, what the fuck do you think the answer is going to be? Um, and I've realized that it had nothing to do with fitness. It had nothing to do with worrying about losing fitness or anything like that. I just wanted it's it's only natural but I wanted to go for a run not feel any pain because I knew I knew what kind of reassurance that would be so I knew if I go for a run and you know there's not much pain or you know it goes well and and all of a sudden it feels a lot better I knew what that would mean psychologically psychologically I could come home I could put my feet up and, and I could probably sigh relief, you know, like, oh, thank goodness, you know, that kind of a that kind of a feeling, that kind of an experience. But little did I know by trying to seek that reassurance every day, all I all I was doing was making the problem worse or at least keeping it the same. But as each day passed, I was a day closer to London. So I might have been making the problem worse. And I was essentially giving myself less time to recover before London. Um, so, you know, I feel this issue on Monday. Um, I go home. I make some sensible decisions. Um, get some physio booked in, etc., etc. And the decisions basically were, you know, no matter how the lateral quad feels, no matter how physio goes, for the next two days, I'm going to rest. Um, I'm going to give it a chance to, you know, calm down. We clearly felt it in the session on Monday. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I felt it enough that it told me not to go fast in the last rep. I had to slow everything down. Um, and so there was definitely a problem on Monday. Um, what I predicted would happen is I would go to physio. The physio would tell me that it's not too bad. The physio would fix whatever's wrong and that I would wake up today, Wednesday, and already be tempted to go run. And, and that's exactly what happened. I predicted that would happen. 
And that's exactly what happened. I woke up today, you know, no pain, feeling really good, no discomfort walking downstairs, you know. Um, and all of a sudden, my brain is saying, hey, you know, you should go run. It'll be OK. And, and things like this. And um, that's where when I when I talk about, you know, trying to work with a psychiatrist to limit limit destructive behavior um, it might not seem super destructive to go run today but it is you know we we know what the right thing to do is ultimately we all know but we all struggle to do it right we've all been in that position where we have a bit of an injury and we know we should rest but we literally cannot help ourselves and we go run and sometimes we get away with it and we get this huge sigh of relief but other times we don't and we beat ourselves up we internally beat ourselves up and um, it's a massive, massive lack of discipline. Um, and, and, you know, I know that my fitness is absolutely fantastic right now. Um, I know that I couldn't be better prepared in terms of fitness and, and even psychologically where I'm at really, really ready to, you know, take on the challenge of London Marathon and things like this. But one of the things that of course could stop me from having a good day would be a physical issue, either, going into the race, carrying a little bit of an injury, etc, etc. Even though I've done that in the past for Houston and, and other races, it's not something I would choose to kind of deal with going into a race if there's still time to fix it. Um, the other concern would be that one of these little niggles that I picked up after the half marathon, you know, potentially you get to mile 18 or mile 22 and, you know, they, they start causing you a few issues further down the line. Um, so for me, it became a pretty obvious decision. Um, take a few rest days, get some treatment. I'll see the physio again on Thursday. On Thursday, I'll do a easy run, just a seven or eight mile run, pretty slow, um, just to see how it feels, make sure everything's okay. Then I'll maybe do a little bit of gym. I'll, I'll load the muscle in the gym a little bit and, and you know make sure it can handle um, some kind of load in the gym. Then I'll see the physio. Then we'll see, is it better than what it was Tuesday, which hypothetically it will be. Um, and then you might find, come Saturday, I can I can do a session. Um, I'll, have, I'll have taken two rest days. Instead of doing a session Thursday, I'll just do an easy run. And then hopefully by Saturday, you're, you're back to the plan. You're back to normal. Um, and that's, a, that's if everything goes perfectly. If I see the physio on Thursday or if during my easy run on Thursday, there's still a little bit of a concern. Well, then the only the only priority between Thursday to London will be that the quad is 100 percent. That's the only priority. I don't care about more training for fitness. I don't care about more training for a psychological stimulus or so that I'm not bored in the next week, etc., etc. The priority will be to stand on the start line of London Marathon as close to 100% as I can possibly be. Um, and, and look, this is, this is professional sport. Um, it, it's maybe not a side to professional sport that people talk about. I doubt very much that, you know, my other competitors would be as open to, you know, discuss niggles and issues. But the, the purpose of this podcast was, was probably transparency. Um, if I thought... If I thought me mentioning where the quad is at was going to give my competition some kind of edge over me, 
then I probably wouldn't. But I've dealt with problems before. I've I've gone into national championships with injuries. You know, three days before Dublin Marathon in last year, I had a quad injury and, and I'm on the physio table with, you know, I don't know how many needles in my quad and it was super tight. And of course it was. I had just done Doha like, you know, three weeks before. And um, th- this is just this is just part of the the recovery process from a race and then getting prepared for you know such a big event like a marathon and and the the important thing to listen to here is that <clears throat> preparation for a marathon isn't just the fitness fitness is fantastic um but you you really need your body to be in a good place to be moving well not to be fighting against you um, not to have areas of tightness that could eventually cause a problem later in the race, not to have areas of weakness, which is why S&C is so important. And um, there's a lot of contributing factors that leads to, you know, a well-executed marathon on race day. And, you know, if any of these areas slip up a little bit or, you know, if you go into a race with an injury or you go into a race with a weakness or you go into a race with tightness, um, that's probably more than likely going to be one of the one of the limiting factors um, you still might run really well, um, but but I but it's probably one of the limiting factors which could prevent you from achieving the result that you know perhaps you were um, in shape to sort of you know produce. Um, and so, it's all part of ticking boxes. It's all part of um, it's things I've done before. I haven't necessarily done it well. Like before Houston, I trained too hard and I hurt my adductor and. You know, instead of resting and, and letting the adductor get better, I, I ran on it and, you know, I, I did another session on the adductor, for example, on the Tuesday before Houston and, you know, I sort of upset it again and even though I knew for a fact that it was probably going to hurt that day, I, I look back now and I think that was so stupid because you, you pretty much knew when you were doing strides before the session, you could already feel the adductor. So basically, what the fuck were you thinking? Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not being as hard on myself as you guys probably think. Like I'm, I'm talking very cheek and tongue, you know, um, and we've all been there. We've all had injuries. We've all felt it in the warm up and we've just not had the ability to say not today. Um, and, and that's something I want to encourage definitely when it's within you know two weeks of a big goal race but actually all the time it's a skill having the ability to say no having the ability to say you know when I look back at my session on Monday instead of slowing that sort of fourth rep down given given how much was at stake I probably should have just jogged home Um, I was being pretty stubborn and you know I had I had help on the bike and um, I probably didn't want to let, you know, not let that person down, but make it seem like I'm being weak or anything like that. And um, look, these are all, there's always, always, always things that we can improve on. And um, I'm certainly doing a, a much, much better job. Even the fact that I rested yesterday and, you know, the fact that I'm resting today, that's a huge step for me. Definitely when I know that I could go run today and I have a feeling it would actually be perfectly fine. Um, but I just wanted to be very careful. I wanted to be super careful because I know this is an area in the past that I've struggled with. Um, and then that has caused me problems. You know, what I don't want is to get the next Tuesday 
to do, you know, a bit of a session and all of a sudden feel it again and, you know, only have four or five days and be really stressed and really sort of worked up next week. It's it's a little bit stressful this week, but nowhere near as stressful as it would be next week if you still had a bit of a bit of a niggle, a bit of a problem. Um, so that's physically. Um, yep, the training has definitely reduced because of sort of the physical issue, but it, but the training was fairly reduced anyway. This is this is really into you know it's it surprises me that um, we don't taper way more and that we don't. We in the last ten days, you know, I'm surprised we literally don't just, you know, wrap the body up in in bubble wrap and and allow it to, you know, just really absorb all the training and and get back to a hundred percent because, um, I I can't see that in in seven to ten days that you can lose sort of any fitness or or fitness that you've built over years and years and years, but I but I do see that you can certainly run into you know, little problems physically, or perhaps you had a physical problem, you know, already manifesting and, and then it sort of becomes apparent on race day. Um, but look, that's that's all pretty much for today. Tomorrow's a new day and, and I'm obviously excited to get out and, you know, have that easy run and, and see how it feels before I have physio um, and if I can get in the gym. So long as the run goes well, I'll get in the gym and I'll do you know, not everything I do in the gym works that area, but I will do some stuff in the gym to work that area a little bit just to make sure before I do a session, it I need to make sure that it can handle a little bit of gym stuff or if it can't handle a little bit of gym stuff, there's no way it's going to handle a, you know, a session and, and ultimately there's no way it's going to handle a big race. So, um, yeah, that's all pretty much for today. Um, I, I like to be fairly transparent and and you know i hope i'm i'm giving you guys an update on sunday and and you know hypothetically i'll have sealed through my last sort of session or my last longer session and and you know it'll be all sunshine and rainbows but um i think it's good to tell the bad too and it's not it's not bad it's just professional sport niggles it's it's part of racing when you race that hard you you cannot expect to just you know, recover instantly and recover perfectly. There might have always been a few wrinkles that, you know, needed ironed out. Um, so, guys, you know, I, I know at home some lockdown measures have changed and, and that's probably tough. So, um, you know, we got we to gotta work together and stick together and stay positive as much as we possibly can. Um, and, you know, I, I hope you guys are doing well and, um, you know, making the most of what, what might seem like a pretty situation, but always trying to find positives. Okay, guys, take care. Bye bye.